Developing a consistent and supportive relationship with a mentor or coach could quite literally change the trajectory of your business growth, your career, and ultimately your life. Join me today on another episode of the Nailed It podcast as we meet with social media influencer and U.S. Marine Corps logistics officer, Jackie Barnum. I am Elizabeth Lytle, the integrator at Contractor Dynamics, and I'm so excited to have Jackie on today because we are going to discuss the way that she has grown her social media following for a higher purpose. And that purpose for her is mentorship. She has had such incredible experience with strong mentors in her life that have literally changed her career and built it into something really great. And we have seen the power of coaching and mentoring and having those consistent relationships with people who have traveled where you want to travel, who have developed what you want to develop, who have gotten experience and knowledge that you don't have yet. We've seen the power of those relationships in exponential business growth with our clients at Contractor Dynamics. So we're so excited to hear from Jackie today. If you were excited to hear some tips and tricks about growing your social media following that you maybe wouldn't expect and a little bit more about why coaching and mentoring could really be valuable for you, tune in. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are so excited about our guest today. This is Jackie Barnum. She is a Marine Corps logistics officer based out in California. She's also a social media influencer. So we are so excited to dive in and talk about some social media, some leadership, some mentoring and coaching. Um, Jackie, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to talk. Awesome. So glad to have you here. Well, let's dive in and get to know you a little bit more. Tell us the Jackie story. Give us a little bit more about you. So I am, as you said, a logistics officer in the Marine Corps. I've been in for nine years now. I went to the Naval Academy for college, and then that's how I commissioned into the Marine Corps. I started a mentor program about two years ago through my social media account. I noticed that because I started, you know, doing reels and doing all these like, you know, fun social media things with my students when I worked at the Naval Academy prep school. They were the ones that kind of taught me what social media really even is. I remember one day one of my students came up to me and they were like, ma'am, you should make a reel. And I literally was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. So from just them teaching me and then us doing fun social media stuff, it kind of took off. And then from me telling my Marine Corps story and showing people who I am and talking about leadership and authenticity, people started to ask me questions that I didn't have that experience or knowledge to answer. So instead of just saying, I don't know, I can't help you, I said, hey, maybe I can use my social media following to find someone for you. And from that, I basically grew this mentoring program where every week I will get 20 requests and post post them. And you, it's crazy how specific these requests are. And people are able to say, Hey, that's me. Let me help that person. So it kind of organically grew over time. And uh, I think to date, I'm at maybe around 700 mentors that I have been able to provide for current service members, people interested in the military, people that want to just change careers in the military. So that's kind of how I started and now where I'm at. That's awesome. I love that. Well, let me ask you this, going back to your position as a logistics officer for us lay people out there, what does that mean? What does your work look like? 
So I describe logistics as like the Amazon Prime of the military, where you just tell me what you need, when you need it, where you need it, and then we behind the scenes figure all that out. So if you need power to you know, run computers at some austere environment location, we will provide power, put tents up, get computers going, give you food, give you everything you need where you don't have to think about it. You just let us know what you need. We just poof, get it there. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, we appreciate your service and your work. That's that's fantastic. I'm excited for you to get your thank you box from joining us today because we've got a shirt <laughs> in there that I think is very on brand for you that you'll really like. I love swag. So yes, thank you. Awesome. Sure thing. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more about your mentor program. I'm curious, how did that get started? And do you have some experience either being the mentor or being mentored yourself that was really influential in your life? I think it actually was the fact that I had the opposite experience, which influenced me to care so much about it. Um, I remember being, even going through the Naval Academy, being 17, 18, 19 years old, not knowing really what my future was going to look like. I knew I had like a calling to serve, but I didn't have a clear picture of what that career path would look like and what's the day-to-day look like. And I did have someone to kind of walk me through that and make sure I was accomplishing all the steps required to achieve that goal. And then even when I was a second lieutenant, I remember just being like, I don't know who to, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't know if I should, like, how does mentoring work? Am I supposed to seek someone out? Are they supposed to find me? I just didn't have somebody. But also I was, I was too afraid to kind of dive into it. I always felt like I was sort of in the way. I didn't want to bother somebody. And now fast forward, you know, five years from that point, I did get very blessed with a commanding officer who became my, I learned what a mentor meant from him. And I realized, oh my gosh, I just spent the last, you know, eight years not having this. And there, I just am wondering how many people were like me in that situation. And I don't want anyone to go through that and feel alone. So that's why going from not having a mentor to being like, oh my gosh, this is what a mentor looks like. I want to be this person for other people. And I want to make sure other people have this positive influence in their life is kind of what inspired me to care so much about it. Because you really your whole life can be altered from the presence or non-presence of a mentor guiding you. And I think that directly correlates to retention numbers in a career field because I thought, I didn't think I would be even in this long. Like I thought back when I didn't have a mentor, I, you know, okay, I'll do my five years of required time and get out because I don't know what the next thing will look like. And because that person came into my life and showed me the opportunities available, taught me about how to be a better leader I literally stayed in because I have so many mentors in my life. Now I continue to stay in because that path is just made clearer for me. I love that. That's such a great story from you going to kind of going through your career blindly, not really sure what next steps to make, maybe trying some things, but not sure. And then having some leadership come into your life and having some clear, clearer direction there. That really parallels a lot with what we do at Contractor Dynamics. We are a marketing training company. So what we're doing both on the marketing side and on the business growth side we're pairing people up with trainers who can literally show them where where their time is best spent, 
what next steps to take with their marketing, how we can support them in terms of making other business decisions. Because as you're growing a business, sometimes it can be really difficult to know what to do next. You know, kind of like when you were going through your career, sometimes you feel blind. You're not really sure what to do. You Maybe you have a calling to entrepreneurship, but you're really not sure what to do next. So when you have someone who has walked that path before come in and help give you some direction, it can be amazing how your growth can really be expedited in that way. Right. I truly believe like, I think once in my whole life and in my Marine Corps career, have I explained a situation I'm into somebody and they said, wow, I have never heard of that before. Literally maybe one time. And that just goes to show that there's no new idea really, or no new situation that somebody else hasn't already thought about, thought through experience, failed at and learned from. And on top of that, they want to help others. So I think that's what's so amazing too about starting this mentoring program. Like I didn't think I would get such a positive response from people, but people really do want to help. And it's given me so much like hope in humanity, honestly, where you think people just like, don't, you know, everyone's out for themselves, figure it out on your own. But really, there are so many more people that want to help others than not. So that's why I'm like, hey, the more specific of the request, the better sometimes, because you'll be surprised to see who raises their hand to say that's exactly the situation I was in. And I want to help that person. Yeah, absolutely. One of our coaches on our team, Benny, he says all the time that, you know, the the problems that he hears in these group meetings that we had, they're the same things over and over again. You know, there's there's really nothing, there's nothing new necessarily out there. We're all struggling with the same things. And while it can feel really isolating when you're plugged into a group or with a mentor or with a coach, a trainer, you're able to see how somebody has struggled with the same things. And sometimes just knowing someone else struggled with that makes you feel better. It's oh, yeah. better when they can, you know, lay out a roadmap of the ways they failed and the ways that they found to actually succeed. So having someone come partner with you, yeah, absolutely is so valuable. That's great to hear that you have found so many people who are willing to be a mentor and a coach. Yep. And like you said about people having those shared experiences, I was at this symposium last week specifically for women in the military. And it's pretty intimidating being in a room full of 900 other female service members. And it was so interesting to see how there's like, you know, panels going on and a woman would go to the microphone and voice an issue that she's going through. And Literally, as soon as someone would start to go up to the microphone to ask a question or talk about that, everyone, so many heads start nodding and everyone like, it's almost like every, you realize, oh my gosh, like I relate to her and there's a room full of 900 of us that relate to this problem. Like, just th- like you said, Elizabeth, like that alone is like comforting in a way. And you're like, oh my gosh, okay. Like someone in here will help. Someone in here relates to this problem. And I think that's ultimately what it's about is no matter what career field you're in is not feeling alone and you're not, you don't have to figure it out by yourself. There's somebody out there that that wants to help. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I would say there's just as much a benefit being the person who is being mentored as it is actually providing the mentorship. You know, there are such benefits on both sides. I'm sure you've experienced that as well. Right. And that's so important too, is it's just not a one-sided 
relationship, the mentor mentee relationship. If I don't, if I'm mentoring somebody and I don't walk away having learned something, then that's not a successful mentor mentee relationship. There, there's so much to be learned from the person you're mentoring because they're, you know, usually the younger generation and they're telling you what kind of leaders they need, what kind of challenges they want to be faced with. So you have to listen to what their problems are and what they're asking for help with. And then walk away being like, okay, am I like, what am I learning from that conversation? And how can I apply that to my leadership style? So that's such a, yeah, that's a really good point. I love that point that you just made about really listening to the people that you're mentoring. A lot of our listeners are contractors and they are growing businesses. Some of them are just starting out their businesses. You know, they're a one man band and they're trying to grow and figure out who to hire next. Some people have, you know, giant businesses with locations, you know, all over the country. What would you say to people who are growing a team, you know, to those decision makers, the leadership team, what would you say to them, you know, as they're growing their team in how to position themselves as a mentor to the people that they're bringing on to their team? I think the most important thing when you're building a team is making sure every single person is on the same page with what is our mission, who are we helping, or who is our audience, and just how are we going to keep narrowing that down and hammering that down? If there's any question about what are we actually doing, like there should be just no question about that because the more the stronger that mission is, and then everyone can just kind of get on board with that and be a united front and working towards that. When people are confused and unclear, then I think teams are just not strong like that. So that's that would be like the first thing with building a team. Yeah, that's great. Are there experiences that you have had in your time in service and in the military? Are there things that you have learned that have specifically, that could be specifically applied to growing a business or growing a team? I think when you're building a team and you're in charge of building the team, the most simple but difficult thing for the leader to do is simply be there just being present. It's so easy to get so bogged down with the administrative tasks and the, you know, paperwork and the responding to emails and being behind the computer all day and trying to build your business from that standpoint where your people need to see your face and hear your voice and it's something that just gets lost pretty easily. So, whenever you have a leader who just isn't there, then they're not a leader and they lose credibility and then your team isn't as strong. So I think pulling yourself out from behind your desk, getting in front of your people, communicating regularly, checking in on them, getting to know them from a personal standpoint, those are all things that I recommend for a business. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Company culture and people are some of the most important things that we actually talk to our clients about. Even though we're bringing them on to learn about marketing we tell them all the time that having clear communication within the team, having, you know, everyone's feet on the ground where you guys are, like you said, clear on the mission and the vision. We understand who we're serving and we are getting to know each other on a personal level. That's, that's a huge part of making sure that you have a, a healthy company culture. One of the things I love about Contractor Dynamics is um, we are remote which is great because there's flexibility there in terms of our schedules and where we work and that sort of thing. Um, nice to be able to, you know, walk out of the office and make a cup of coffee. 
However, it can be really difficult to foster a really strong company culture when everyone is completely remote. But we found that getting to know each other on a really personal level has given us a a way to have like really clear communication. We're all, you know, very fond of each other. We're able to have some more transparency and work through some of those sticky issues because again, we're getting to, to know each other on a personal level. On the mentorship side, in the situation where you were mentored, how close, like, were you guys only talking about, you know, career path? Or did you guys get close in terms of like, what's going on in your personal life as well? Definitely personal life where I remember having a conversation with my mentor. And I felt because he would share very personal things about his life. So therefore, I felt comfortable sharing what I was struggling with in my personal life. And you know, in the military, it's very we you know rank this. So he's a lieutenant colonel at the time, and I'm a junior captain at the time. And so just that, those you know, that rank difference makes someone hesitant to let their guard down because you know we just need to be tough and show no emotions all the time. But he literally would say, like Jackie, I'm being Billy right now. Like don't like take this, take my rank off of the table, or you know take it off. So also that would show, okay, like we're, I'm in a safe place to talk to this person. I remember having conversations where I was, you know, saying what I'm struggling with my personal life. And he would literally say, I know I'm not your father, but like, if you were my daughter, this is what I would recommend to you. So he literally put himself in the shoes of like my dad, you know, and cared for me at that level. And I felt so truly cared for by that person from a personal standpoint, not even including all the career guidance that he would give. He was also a logistics officer. So he was, you know, had been in the Marine Corps for 28 years and had seen it all in that aspect as well. But him literally saying to me, I'm not your dad, but this is what I would tell you if you were my daughter. Like, I'll never forget that, that conversation I had. I love that. That's fantastic. I like that you mentioned that he would share maybe vulnerable things with you. He would be very transparent and authentic with you. So you felt comfortable to do the same thing. I think that's huge. We don't necessarily have to share all of our emotions and everything on in marketing on social media and all of that. Um, and certainly when you're marketing a business, you're not necessarily going to be, you know, talking about all of your feelings and all of that. But a huge part of marketing is being relatable and being authentic, you know, owning up when you make mis- make mistakes, you know, talking about your people, talking about your, your clients, getting real so that people are not just seeing, you know, another company, they're getting to know your brand, they're getting to know your people. We tell our clients all the time, people do business with people. So you need to be relatable. You need to both relate to your audience's you know, their concerns and their fears. Uh, but you also need to be, you know, relatable as people so that they can connect with you because we do business with people that we trust. So going back to social media, let's talk a little bit about you growing your, your, you know, page as an influencer. When you say, you know, getting really clear on your mission and, and knowing your why, get in, get into that a little bit about your social media. Tell us kind of about your, your why, your mission there. So it kind of goes back to why I care so much about mentorship is when I was 18 years old and I knew I wanted to be in the Marine Corps, I wanted to be a Marine Corps officer. Um, when I looked around at where I was at the time at the Naval Academy, there were very few women Marines around. So I just didn't have 
somebody to connect with or talk to. And so I realized like, and that was kind of when social media was at the, you know, very beginning. I think I made my Instagram in like 2012. And that's not taking pictures of like, my Chinese food or whatever, like didn't have any idea what it was or how to use it. So then fast forwarding to when I was with my students, and I realized, like, I am the only Marine officer who's a woman at this school. And I have an opportunity to influence there's 250 students that go to that school. And I have an opportunity to be that face of the Marine Corps to these kids. Literally, like they have no other reference. They've never interacted with any other Marine. So being like, okay, how can I be the face to people that I may never meet? So that's when I started sharing my story on social media and, you know, showing my true authentic self, which is again, like a controversial thing in the military. We're kind of behind in that where, you know, we I get it. There's a purpose to wanting to be serious and emotionless sometimes, but I truly believe that I'm not an effective leader when I'm trying to be somebody I'm not. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself and show the world or whoever wants to follow me that you can be yourself and be an effective leader. So that's when I started talking about that because when I was, you know, a young lieutenant, there was no female captain or major in the Marine Corps that I could follow and be like, Oh my gosh, like this could be me. You know, there was, there was just a gap and that's why I want a gap that I wanted to fill. That's awesome. I love that, that you not only did that because you didn't experience that yourself, but you saw that there are so many people out there who had a need and you decided to step up and fill that. That's great. I was going to say last week at that symposium, cause you know, I, we were, there's about 200 Marines, there's 900 total female service members, about 250 female Marines. And the number of Marines that came up to me that said, I follow you on Instagram, you have, you know, made such an impact on my life, you know, we whatever, like, I was so stunned and taken aback by that number, like, because those are people that I never would have met otherwise. There were even some that came up to me and said, I requested a mentor from you and you gave me mentors. And thank you so much. Like that has changed my career path. So having that kind of reinforcement and being like, cause I'm like, sometimes you never know the impact you're making. Like I'll likely of the, you know, 600 mentors that I've provided, I will not meet those people. So I don't know if they're actually benefiting or not, but to actually have someone come up to me and thank me and say, you know, you have impacted my life. Like that is just from being on social media. Like that is, so rewarding. Absolutely. That's incredible. And I like what you said that, you know, you, you saw a need and you brought it to social media because there's power in social media. Obviously there are negatives for sure, but when used well, there's such power there to be able to reach people that you would not have reached before. Even in a local area, utilizing social media, you're going to be able to connect with and make an impact on so many more people because that's where the attention is. You know, people are spending a lot of time on social media, whether they're engaging or not, people are spending a lot of time there. So you've been able to meet so many more people that way and reach so many more people and have such a a ripple effect of impact. That's very cool. I love that you had people coming up to you that you had never you know, met or didn't know their names that said that they had gotten a mentor from you. That's very, that's very cool. And you keep saying 
um, the importance of, you know, connecting with people. And I think that is, we need to like go back and remember what that word even means. Like people don't want to see, I think we're past the point, especially this younger generation, we're past the point of wanting to see the perfect photo and the perfect whatever. Like we know now that that's just not real and that's not realistic. People, we're craving authenticity and we're craving that connection. And part of that is showing the failures that we have been through, the lessons that we've learned. Like life isn't perfect all the time. And I think that's how you achieve true connections with people is by being vulnerable and transparent about your life. And then they, you know, connect with that and relate to that. That's how I've seen like my success with my social media is I try to talk about those issues that people don't want to talk about, like failures and times I've struggled or doubted myself. But that's what people need to hear so that they feel like, okay, I, I can overcome also. I can be resilient. Sure. That's awesome. Well, I know it's not all about the followers, but where, which, which platform do you utilize the most in kind of growing your audience and how many followers do you have on that particular platform? I am strictly on Instagram because I'm a one woman show with my, with my social media. And it's, I try to balance my life with it and I'm still working on that. So I've just maintaining one social media platform is all that I can do. I tried TikTok, but I couldn't, I just couldn't get into that one. Right now I'm at over 90,000 followers. Cool. So I I like what you said that you are sticking with Instagram and it's obvious that you're going deep there. How important do you, would you say is like being consistent there in terms of like growing, growing your following? How important is consistency? So it depends on what stage you're at in developing your social media presence. So I do social media consultations for people who are also interested in growing and starting. So it depends on where, where, you know, your knowledge of the platform, first of all, and your, you know, there's a lot of factors, but what I always say in terms of starting is consistency is super important. So I would say just, it's more of the quantity versus quality right at the very beginning. Cause you just want to get like your footprint out there. So, and right now, and sometimes you don't really know what your audience is. So you're still refining that. And I say, hey, it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like sometimes you just got to try something funny, something more serious, something, you know, and just Monday, Wednesday, Friday, do a different post of each of those different categories. And then after a month, let's look at what did well and what didn't. So then after a certain point, then you want to switch over to the quality versus quantity. And that's when you've kind of narrowed down on your, okay, this is my brand. This is my audience this is what I want to talk about. But it takes a little bit of time to kind of figure that out based off of what is received well and not. So that's kind of how I, what I recommend to people. And then also, I think it's important to remember, hey, am I having fun? Like social media should be fun. It shouldn't be like a huge chore. Like I'm not miserable. And if I find myself being miserable as I'm making a post or I'm getting just spending so much time on it, then I take a step back and say, you know what? I never started this social media with an intention of like growing this business necessarily. It's become one on its own, but 
if I find myself just getting like kind of bogged down, then I take a step back and say, okay, like, let me go back to the original purpose of this. It's to spread positivity. It's to make positive change. It's to help people. So I think keeping that in the back of our minds is also important because people make it not fun (laughs) and it should be fun. And also I have realized that the, the content that you spend the least amount of time on a lot of times does the best. Cause again, people want that authentic post like that in the moment, they don't want the perf, you know, the professional, perfect photographed angled lighting. Who cares? There's a mix of both. I think is important, but I've really realized sometimes I'll post the reel that I spent one whole minute on and it does really well. So there's a lot of factors, but Yes, that's what I would say. Yeah, I think um, making sure that you're having fun with your content is absolutely vital. We tell people all the time, if you're kind of bored making your content, guess what? Your audience is going to be bored too. No one is going to be interested in that. You're going to get low engagement and you're going to burn out really quickly. So making sure that your content is relatable, making sure that it's educational, making sure that it's going to be valuable. I like what you said about looking over after, you know, after a month of just consistency of looking over what you've put out to see what you're getting back, the engagement, to see kind of who you're reaching and how it's performing. How often would you say you are maybe in your whole journey, but maybe even, but even now that you've grown this large following, how often are you kind of looking over those analytics, kind of paying attention to engagement, that sort of thing? Now about maybe like once a month or so, I sort of have figured out my strat my personal strategy for my Instagram where I kind of have to maintain this balance and it's all I call it like a pendulum where on one side I want to post something funny with trending audio because I know it'll do well with the algorithm it's a whole like art and science aspect of social media so on one side I'll be like funny lighthearted, whatever goofy side and that is what usually will go viral or get a lot of engagement, positive and negative feedback. So I'm prepared for the people that don't like that side. And then that is what gets like the followers and increases engagement. And then I'm like, okay, now I have people's attention. So now I'm going to move the pendulum to the other side. And now I'm going to post something educational, inspirational, motivational, more of that side, which is more boring. But now that's what I really want people to see. So the little dancing videos and like, you know, lip syncing videos are really more so to just show like, hey, I'm fun. I'm a normal like human outside of being a Marine. But also once I pulled like get their attention through that, then I'm like, okay, but actually this is mentorship or whatever other purpose I'm trying to, you know, achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we do with our clients is um, we'll, we'll have people come on. We're going to help them with all of marketing, really. But a lot of people come to us because they want to learn more about how to utilize social media to grow a brand, to, you know, generate leads and customers. And a lot of them are going to be, you know, running paid ads. And they're also going to be working on the organic side. And we tell people all the, si- all the time, you know, show, show the fun content. You don't always have to have a, you know, a branded before and after of a project that you completed. That is fine to work into that, but have some fun content, have some interesting content, show your team, show some faces, you know, work in that other content as well that's going to drive that engagement and grab people's attention. And then those people who are looking specifically for what you have, you're also going to work in those educational posts or those, you know, FAQs, you know, frequently asked questions that people are going to ask in your process 
when those people tune in, they're going to see that content as well. And sure, that content may not get as much engagement or, or whatever, but it's still going to be really valuable for those people who are looking for that. So I like what you said about, you know, getting the attention, showing people your fine side, and then also having that education and that inspiration as well. And there's so many just content ideas that you can generate from like what you're saying, like a before and after, like if you just go through the five W's and the H, you know, like who's doing it, boom, like this is my team I can talk about and show these actual humans who are working on this project. Where are we doing it? Like what facility do we use? What city are we in? Like stuff like that. How are they doing it? Showing the process because people really want to see the process. So like when, how long does it take doing like a fast forward? You know, there's just like my brain goes into like overdrive with all the ideas that you with like one project, you can make so much content and show so much and people want to see that. Now I'm like thinking of all this, all these like content ideas for, for these companies. So if they need someone, let me know. <laughs> I love that. If you, if you want to hire me, hire me, Elizabeth. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. That's such a great point. I'm just going to repeat what you said. You can get so much content from one single project. One of the things that we offer to our contractors is we've got a checklist. We've got this fantastic team member, John Cater. He is our, he's a just a media expert. He's our video guy. He comes to our events and he does footage for us. He also trains our clients in how to really build a brand through video, how to tell stories through video. And he gets into the nuts and bolts, like what equipment to use and how to shoot projects and how to edit that kind of thing. And one of the things that he provides is a checklist of every single piece of content you can get from one single project. You know, you've got a project going on for one day, you know, there's 25 pieces of content that you can create from that. You know, you go to a team dinner, there's another 25, you know, pieces of content that you can do. You know, you have a typical day in the office, there's a bunch of content that you can create from that too as well. Talking about content for just a minute, what kind of content, if we're thinking about someone who is, you know, growing a business, they're really trying to connect with a, a very specific audience and they want to grow their social media. What what kind of content? Like not content topic, but like videos, stories, reels, you know, static images. What kind of content would you recommend people really hone in? So I think, I mean, even what I'm about to say may be obsolete like in a week from now because the algorithm is always changing. So the first thing I always recommend is follow accounts that talk about the changing algorithm so that you're kind of up to date with the kind of content to post. So Instagram for a while and still is, is, you know, changed from static posts to like, if you posted a static post, it wouldn't even appear on anyone's explore pages. They just got rid of it because they were competing with TikTok and wanted to really push videos. So the reels is what really was getting people's attention, really going viral. I think it's still that way. So I recommend doing videos more so than static posts. If you're doing a static post, then I would recommend um, like those carousels because that gets in people engaged because they want to see, they want to keep scrolling and seeing what more is in this stack of photos. So a balance between those two things is what I would recommend. And just learning about, I really find in, like accounts that explain what's trending audio, like, you know, should we use hashtags? Should we not? Like what gets, what's a call to action? Like things like that. If you just have like a basic knowledge and understanding, then growing from that really 
is a, you know, was really helpful to your social media presence. So right now I would say doing reels and combining trending audio and also like original content because also, you know, just recently all people were doing were like these trends but now Instagram is trying to focus more on like the connections and original audio. And so, um, and next week it could be something else, but that's kind of right now what I'm focusing on is balancing like, Hey, this is my actual voice talking and explaining something. And then, okay, now I'm going to do something like trending again, because that's still fun. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I like what you said about following accounts and, you know, looking to people who are up to date on the latest and greatest, you know, best practices, because that's the thing about social media is that it's constantly changing and morphing into different things. And, you know, there's all these different channels and, you know, threads, you know, there's all sorts of things that are popping up and it can be really difficult to cut to the through the noise and figure out where you need to spend your time and how you need to spend your time in terms of, you know, marketing through social media. So absolutely having some guidance from some people who you would consider an expert from, you know, some people who are, again, they're testing things out on their own so that they can then bring you the best information. One of our our core values at Contractor Dynamics is that we're continually learning and improving. And that's a piece of that is that we as marketing trainers have to be up to date with what is going on. So we've got our people, you know, boots on the ground trying to figure out what the latest and greatest best practices are so we can bring that to to our market. Because, yeah, it, it's like you say, next week, something could completely change in the algorithm. Um, it definitely keeps you on your toes for sure. Well, let me ask you this about creating content. You are very consistent on Instagram. You know, you're, you're on there um, – your, your posts are popping up in my feed certainly all the time. So how much time would you say you spend, you know, creating content and you are, you know, you're not sitting around on your couch all the time. You are working, you are connecting people with mentors. You have a lot going on in your life. How do you carve out time to be able to create consistent content? And what recommendations would you give to people who are trying to figure out how to create consistency with their social media? So I'm a big believer in batch creating. So first of all, like it's not often that I have like a face of makeup on or like have my hair done. So if there's a day where I know I have an event to go to, this is just like a hack for myself where if I know I'm like going to something, I'll get ready way early and I will just like bust out some content. And there is so much power in like the drafts. So like I will make content, at least record it and have just drafts lined up because I do not like, even with my mentor program, like I can't just be looking at my DMs all day and going through mentor requests. Like that is so much more draining and distracting than just sitting, I'll carve out two hours, like once a week and just go through all my DMs and do my, like my mentor program and be done for the week. So the same is like, the the same would be said for creating content where if I can bust out a whole bunch of videos, spend two hours just creating drafts, getting them ready, then my whole week is free. So instead of being like, oh shoot, I need to like make something right now. Like where do I start? I just have something kind of in the queue always at all times. And that is really, really helpful from just a time management perspective. Also for me, like if I'm working on a task, I want to be only working on that task. So I, if I'm just, I don't know, it just helps me really focus on that. And 
a lot of times too, when you're creating batch content, like one idea leads into another and another, and you get this kind of like inspiration bomb that happens during that, which like I love and I'll be like, okay, great. Like I got five reels ready for the next month or whatever. So batch, batch content creating. Absolutely. Blocking out time in your calendar is what I heard, you know, to make sure you've got two hours to create a bunch of content and then you're free for the week. Like you said, I think that's a huge struggle as people feel like, how am I going to be able to come up with content every single day? And that is the power of those drafts and like a content calendar, you know, um, that's the great thing about, you know, Facebook, you can hop into the scheduler and you can schedule stuff for Instagram and Facebook if you want to, you know, all at once you can put out you can create content for a month and then leave it alone. And then obviously there are going to be, you know, stories that you want to do day to day or, you know, responding to things, that kind of thing, or, or some content that happens to come up organically throughout the week. But that, that batching content is huge for time management. Absolutely. I also have one secret to share about content is when in doubt, or if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, you can reuse content. People don't think about that. But when you're growing your following, your followers that will see one thing today didn't see that content that you posted two months ago. So take that for what you want. But there's no shame in repurposing content with different... There, You can make the same footage look completely different with new audio, new editing. So just remember when you're capturing content it's not just for one use it doesn't have to be so that also could relieve stress from some people so yeah yeah that is an excellent tip absolutely i think for whatever reason people really are not aware that you can reuse content and repurpose content yeah you can absolutely do that um that's such a good point that that you know maybe one or two people will recognize that content, but most likely people are not going to recognize that. And that will be new content that you can use again. We work with contractors who sometimes have seasonal businesses, meaning they're really busy during certain times. And then they don't do a whole lot of work. Like for example, in the dead of winter, if they live in a place where they have a ton of snow. So they are all, you know, a lot of people will say, I have no, I, I don't, I, I don't have any content to post. I, I, you know, I can't, there's no jobs for me to go film that kind of thing. And obviously that's when your, you know, in-office content, your team content, your, you know, events, that kind of thing comes into play. But repurposing old content is a great way to be able to fill that, that dead space. Yeah, that's a great tip. I love that. That's awesome. Jackie, this has been so awesome just hearing about your experience, getting some tips from you. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Do you have just a minute for a quick lightning round? Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, if you had, um, let's say that you are put in the car and you are going to take a road trip, you're by yourself and you've got three hours on the road. What are you doing listening to? What are you doing in the car? Three hours on the road. I actually just had this happen to me because I had to drive to Arizona for a work thing, which was exactly three hours. I love listening to audiobooks. I just was listening. And I kind of I'm a dual, I have to read and listen at the same time. I wasn't doing that while I was driving, but I really like doing both at the same time. But when I was just listening to a book, I like to listen to like fiction because it kind of helps my me balance my brain because I feel like I'm in such a world where it's so black and white procedures, checklists, all that. So when I listen to like fiction or read it, it's just like helps my imagination and creative side. So this was historical fiction actually, but it was called Before We Were Yours. And anyway, it just 
really good, really good audiobook. So usually if I have three hours, I'll be listening to a book or music. You know, I'm like definitely the pop, like upbeat EDM type listener. So I would do that. Definitely would be calling my mom. I call my mom every day. So I definitely would talk to her during that three hours. I think those are the three things I'd be doing. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Well, um, other than that book that you just read, what is another book that you're reading right now? So I actually just read the book Like War, which is interesting because it was a book. It's actually crazy how already outdated it almost is because this was a book. I think it was written, I forget what, it was a few years ago, but it was about social media and like the weaponizing of it. And it just really helped me kind of learn about social media and so I, I did read that book recently. Um, what else have I read recently? An American Marriage is a fiction. Um, I'm in a book club, which really helps. So like my girlfriends and I, we read like about two books a month. So yeah, I think those are the recent books that I've read that I've liked, that I've like learned a lot from. Awesome. All right. What's your next travel destination? I am trying to be going to Jamaica in December. So that I'm manifesting that. <laughs> Awesome. I, I have not vacationed in two years. So I have decided it's time because you are overdue. Yeah, I am way overdue. And I want to go somewhere where love all my friends, but I don't want to go be using my time off for a wedding. I just want to go somewhere on my time off to do, put a, have a drink in my hand, buy a pool and not worry about a rehearsal dinner or a wedding. <laughs> I love it. That sounds great. I will join you. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, tell us what you're doing on a free Saturday when you're not doing anything, you know, work-wise. So I live in San Diego and I think what I try to do on weekends is explore a new, there's like wineries 15 minutes away or there's so many, every single city along, you know, down the coast of California is so different. So going to a different restaurant or, a, you know, um, farmer's market or like Balboa park has art. There's just so much to do. So on like a free day, like if I can go explore one of those things instead of just being cooped up inside, like that's like a sin here in San Diego, like, like illegal almost. You can't do that. So just exploring around San Diego. Awesome. Love it. Well, Jackie, how can people connect with you? How can we, how can we find you? So I am on Instagram. My handle is at Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E-E dot Barnum, B-A-R-N-U-M. So I would love to connect. And if I can help anyone find mentors or if you, you know, know someone who's interested in the Marine Corps or in the Air Force or whatever, um, just send me a DM and that's how I set people up with mentors. Awesome. Jackie, thanks so much for being here. It's been a fantastic conversation. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you, Elizabeth. I appreciate it. Having Jackie on the podcast today was amazing. Hearing all about the way that she has used her social media accounts to truly impact hundreds and thousands of people by connecting people through social with mentors. We know that there is great power in social media. People spend around two hours, statistics say, on their actual social media accounts and four hours on their smartphones. We know we need to be where the attention is. If you are growing a 
business, you need to be on social media. Jackie shared with us that she was able to meet people in person that she would never have met had she not utilized her social media to make very meaningful connections. She utilizes social media to take something that's happening online and create incredible relationships and impact and value in person. You can do the same thing as you're growing your businesses. If you are looking for ways to grow your social media, if you are looking for ways to develop a marketing plan, if you're trying to figure out what social media channels make the most sense for you, reach out to our team. We'd love to be able to help you have some clarity on why social media could help your business, how to actually start implementing and using some of the tips and tricks that you heard today, and how to understand how to create a marketing plan that can help you develop a brand, generate more leads, bring your marketing in-house, and really create even greater impact through the use of social media. Thanks for watching.